0: Yeah, yeah. My favorite—it's Judd's Hockey Show. It is Judd's Hockey Show. It's Judd. It's Declan, as always, and Jesse Pierce. After a couple of weeks um, away from the show, rejoins us too. Of course, bar down beauty's fame, and you, you can find her written work NHL.com does a fantastic job covering the Wild. Is that um, a lot of the functions, obviously? And Jesse, we are one week. From today, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon, we are uh, going to have players on the ice for training camp. How excited are you? We have basically gotten through the entire offseason.
1: I mean, shout out to Billy G for letting us enjoy our summer appropriately here in Minnesota by not giving us a whole lot to do, not a lot to follow but I'm ready for hockey to get back. Uh, as you'd mentioned, Judd, next week, training camp opens up at TRIA. They've been having captain's practice for the past couple of weeks, so guys have been floating in. They're moving about. So they're back in the Twin Cities because hockey is just around the corner. Cannot wait, boys.
0: Amen, and and the thing, too, is I think Billy G didn't, like, he didn't want to do this. This is a result of no cap room, right? So, like, if yeah. Billy G had had his druthers, guys, I think we all – would would have had far more content, by the way, on, on the podcast side, n- never mind content like that's nice. But yes, Jesse, for breaking news purposes, uh, this is probably as easy of off, off season as you guys are going to get, because I would imagine once Billy G starts to throttle back up a little bit, you're going to see um, quite a few moves made in the summertime.
1: I'd agree. I mean, I only got caught on my paddleboard once with breaking news when they signed Philip Gustafson. Made it work. Made it work from the lake. Of course you but did. But yeah, I know, right? Just you're a mom. Committed. You're
0: incredible. Like Dedicated. you're everywhere. <laughs> you're everywhere. You're covering the that news. That was my
1: me time, and I had to go talk to Bill Guerin and Philip Gustafson. But I was going to say
2: though, don't don't get too comfortable because this will be the same song and dance one more summer uh, this yep. time next year. So we're be I, you doing know, this same thing.
1: And I think this season there might be some moves. It's not going to be as active come trade deadline, but I think Billy G is going to try to make the team as good as he can, even before the all-star break before January comes around, because we've seen Minnesota the past few years kind of have that weird stretch in January and February where they're not performing as well, which makes him very active come trade deadline. But I could see if things are not going his way the first yep. couple months guys Ooh. might be out of there. We'll see Ooh. again, still handcuffed to what he could do, but why not?
0: Thanksgiving Eve trades. That's what she's saying. If they're not playing well, it's like uh, they, you'll, you'll be enjoying a turkey at the Marriott in Detroit because you've been <laughs> traded to the Red Wings. Uh, so we we uh, have the training camp preview to talk about. Also the, uh, the wild has a rookie camp and some games actually coming up the blues in town, the Blackhawks and some very exciting news to get to off of that. But before we do that, I want to talk about our friends and as always, we appreciate them power lodge and Miller Marine, you know, as lake season throttles down, trust the world's largest Bennington dealer. Miller Marine Power Lodge to protect your passion. Call today about their... Limited time winterization specials offering free storage with the purchase of a new boat. Get that. Get double the value if that new boat is a luxurious Bennington with unbeatable employing pricing stacked on top of rebates. Best time of the year to buy is right now. There's nothing wrong with fall water on the lakes with beautiful color change cruises. Look at that. Even as we transition to fall, guess what? A Bennington is where it's at. Thanks again to our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. All right, I want to get to the thing that I am geeked out the most about, and I am considering actually Saturday night going to TRIA to watch this. Blues-Blackhawks rookie camp game. Connor Bedard is going to take part, is that correct? And how excited are we as hockey fans that this kid, because this kid's special, is actually going to be on the ice in St. Paul this weekend?
1: Yeah, kind of wild, uh, no pun intended, maybe a little pun intended, but Minnesota hosts. It's hard not to
0: do that <laughs> it, it's sometimes. It's hard not to do it. Like, hosting... it's not a pun, but it just comes out.
1: <laughs> the Tom Curvers prospect uh, tournament this weekend at TRIA, as you mentioned. Connor Bedard said he wants to be a part of this, told Michael Russo during their NHL media days in Vegas that he wants to be treated like other prospects. The thing is, Connor, you're not like other prospects. Like There's a lot on your shoulders. You are a franchise player. You are an elite of the elite. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw New Jersey Devils are keeping uh, Luke Hughes, yes, one of the Hughes brothers, out from their prospect tournament to keep him ready for training camp, to keep him ready heading into the preseason. So it's a little surprising because Chicago certainly isn't getting a cut of this revenue, I don't believe, from the tournament either. So for people wanting to see Connor Bedard, uh, it sounds like he will play Saturday. Likely will not play against the Wild when they play the Blackhawks on Sunday. He will probably only do one of those two games, which, again, You got to protect this kid. Put him in a bubble. We've all seen things, not just in hockey and other sports, but it can happen. But still, uh, amazing. If you can get out on Saturday to see him even just take a shift or two, remarkable player. All the clips that you have seen, I think, will speak even truer with your own two eyes in person.
2: Uh, Jess, are we going to, uh, you know, forget Conor Bedard. Are we going to see Charlie Strammel? I mean, that that's the one the wild fans need to see, right? I mean, they, they, everyone said they reached for him. Um, <laughs> are, are we going to be able to see Charlie Strammel go toe to toe with Conor Bedard?
1: How about Jesper Velstead? Maybe he's your goalie, the goalie <laughs> of the future. Let's focus right. on him, right? No, I think the two big names. You, you can focus on as wild fans in the prospects tournament will be. Yes, he is playing again. He'll do one of one of those two games, either Friday or Sunday when the wild host St. Louis and Chicago respectively. And Sammy Walker, a guy that is going to head into training camp, vying for a spot. There is an opening for him. If he performs well, he obviously knows what it takes. Those are the two guys that you want to talk about, but Charlie Strammel, Sure. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what anybody can do against yeah. Connor Bedard and the rest of these
0: prospects. Right? So you, you expect, Uh, that Bedard will play in one of the two games, but we don't know for sure that it's going to be the Saturday game, or are we pretty sure it's going to be against the Blues on Saturday, the Blues prospects, I should say.
1: My gut says Saturday, but yeah, in discussions kind of yesterday, floating around at the rink when the Wild prospects were on the ice for their first group practice, um, it sounds like Connor will play in just one of two, very unlikely he would play in both. And I think that Saturday night tilt against St. Louis, might be the one, which bummer for Wild fans. I know that uh, Sunday afternoon game went like that, especially with no Vikings game yeah. going on. But uh, we'll see. We d- we don't know. We don't know. But uh, he will be in St. Paul, so maybe he'll be checking out the city. I don't know. Can't
0: Probably drink not. yet.
1: He can't drink yet. He's just a mere child. There's things to do other than drinking in downtown St. Paul. Although,
0: Chad, Connor Bernard yeah. called, called me and said, Sports Dad, here's the deal. I got I got a thirst for some beer. Am I really going to say no? <laughs> kind of i like, mean, can't bring you any surly no you're too young <laughs> you know why not would not be the first look. time judd surf someone underage not that that's he's not on true record i've never that. i've never bought beer for kids <laughs> i've never bought beer for kids because why would i like what's the incentive i can just it's get true. in trouble for that i'm not sure uh jess
2: uh, i'm guessing two you, obviously you were around uh, dean and bill where with garen were they also at this little interview and and stuff going in what what intel have you uh, gathered from them going into this weekend and also at the end of this off season
1: I mean, the biggest intel I learned is that Dean Evson doesn't drink beer while he golfs. Bill Guerin does in case that was a surprise to anybody. Uh, that was kind of our big conversation. No, those guys were hanging out along rinkside during that first practice that happened again, again yesterday, Wednesday. They skated for over an hour, which I thought was kind of crazy. Like they'll have a morning skate tomorrow, but they definitely were working on a lot of stuff with these kids. Because obviously – Bill Guerin is a guy that wants to win. He wants his prospects to win. We've heard how highly touted the prospects are in the Minnesota Wild organization. So they're going to go out there, guns a-blazing. Bill did speak to media after practice was over yesterday um, and kind of mentioned again what we've all heard time and time again. They're not rushing any one of these guys. He wants them to develop at their own pace. He wants to see what they have. Ultimately, it's just a good way to showcase what talent Minnesota has coming up and, uh, you know, he's just moving forward. I did ask Liam Ogren. I don't know if you guys saw it. was reported earlier this week that he was injured. Bill didn't have any uh, further indication on his severity or what that looks like. Didn't look great. Bill seemed slightly annoyed, which sometimes he is with me anyway with my questions. But he was like, I don't know. There's no update. I was like, okay. So it just didn't feel right. But that's kind of all body, I really got. Lower body? Thought, what do you think? I thought lower body. But, again, don't quote me on that. I don't okay. read Swedish very well. So,
0: well, that's not you good, know, Same. No. <laughs> so, like, uh, on the ice, working out, what do we... Uh...
1: Over there, they started games. Like, they started kind of working themselves oh, okay. in the game, so it was in-game and situation, and he got hurt, which, again, <laughs> goes back to Connor Bedard coming well, here and playing, right? If like, I was a
0: Blackhawks fan, I'd be pissed off.
1: Yeah, I, it's very head-scratching. Like I said, if this were... Because ha- why not have him start his career as a Blackhawk in that first preseason game? Get your fanfare, get all the tickets collected, everything like that. Like I said, I don't think... There's a revenue share because it's well, going to be here, but
0: and yeah. I don't want and I don't want him competing against guys who have are basically trying to make an impact.
1: Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if he's
0: going against pros, it's going to be tough. I'm not saying it's not, and I'm not saying that he's not going to get hit. He definitely will. But if you're going in a prospects tournament, there's a lot of kids who are going to be looking to make a mark. And I got you know, I got the 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 you know one of the great young talents. So I'm Team Jesse here. I've definitely see your side. Um, So um, among the things that we're going to see on Thursday when, or a week from today, when training camp opens, do we think everybody is healthy at this point? Like coming off, you know, Eck got hurt, obviously um, tried to play in that one playoff game. It was a disaster. He just couldn't play. Hartman was hurt as far as we know. And I know that Billy is not exactly an open book on, this stuff. And Dean definitely is not. Do we think that everyone's going to show up for camp pretty healthy?
1: I think so. And that's maybe just me putting a little bit of extra blind faith into Bill Guerin when he speaks to me, because, you know, why not? I like to have him on my good side. But no, I I do. I think the surgery for Eric's neck happened so quickly after the injury that that gave him enough time to rebuild. I've seen little workout videos from the guys. Everybody seems to be attending the captain's practice, as we mentioned at TRIA. So I think, Everybody should be close to 100%, if not 100%. Um, you know, again, given there are no nagging little bruises and bumps, but nothing that should keep anybody out from training camp or from the start of preseason, in my humble opinion.
2: Jess, what's your opinion of of Ryan Hartman here, this if de facto number one center between Kaprizov and Zuccarello? Uh, had the 30-goal campaign a few years ago, then he battled injuries last year. Do you still think there's a legit offensive player in there, or do you think he's more of the guy we've seen on the outliers of that one season where he scored uh, 30 goals?
1: I think that's a great question. I think it's probably more the latter. He's kind of be going to have to go back to maybe that grinding gritty fourth line role that we expected him to be. There's nothing wrong with that. Every team needs a player like Ryan Hartman, but I think, it's his position to lose as that number one center, because as we've all discussed, Marco Rossi is coming in and he's going to be hungry for that as well. And he's a younger bit of talent, a more skilled piece of talent than Ryan Hartman. So he deserves that look. He deserves to do that. Now, again, as we've all discussed before as well, Dean loves his veteran players and he loves knowing what works. So that will give Ryan Hartman that upper edge, but I think it's going to be very, very difficult for Hartsey to come back in and be the player we saw two years ago where we all fawned and, ood and odd over him. I just don't know that it is still there. And again, because it seems like it was such an anomaly. That is not the type of player I expected him to be. Similar with Marcus Foligno, right? I never expected him to be this goal scorer, so you I don't to want trade to expect him. it. I,
0: I still you would. were trying to trade him and then ha- had him as a guest on your podcast like two weeks ago, and I <laughs> hope he knew about you trying to trade him.
1: He was a little less jovial than he normally is with me, so he, he possibly had an inkling. But I I it was not out of malicious intent, guys. It was I'm not It's a business. You. This is a business. We need to make moves. Yep. That would be my move.
0: So here's my thing about Hartman and Rossi, and I'm going to tie Ericksonack in as well. Okay, with the grief line now officially dead, can't be put back together. Jordan's gone. What when training camp starts? What would be the harm? And I know it didn't work last time, but partially doesn't work because Dean pulls the plug so quickly. What would be the harm in Erickson eck being the first line center right now? Because to me, he's your best pivot. Because we don't know. Like Hart- Hartman's definitely not your best. And if you want to make a case that you know Rossi should be a two or a three and shouldn't have the pressure of playing with Zuccarello and Caprisov, I guess I can hear that. I'd like to see him get a chance, but I can hear that. But Erickson eck is clearly, when healthy, your best center that you have. What would be the harm, or what's the problem with saying, you know what, we're gonna give this a shot from day one of camp, and the first time it doesn't look great, I'm not going to blow up that that line because that it felt to me like Eck Eck got that chance, but it was like so quickly. Oh, this doesn't work. The grief line works. The grief line works. Let's go back to the grief line. Because uh, this is one of my frustrations with Dean. I think Erickson Eck deserves like of everybody on that team. I think if you're going to say okay, who should be with our two most and and one most dynamic player. I think Eriksson-Eck deserves that that chance. Is that crazy at this point?
1: No, and I think you're right. They just You have to give it more of a chance, which, again, we could say the same thing about a number of different line combinations. You need to do it yeah. for more than a shift. You need to do it for more than even a period. I mean, I don't think we've seen enough to to gauge what that looks like. I love Jules Eriksson-Eck with that top line because he brings that size, too. Not to say that Kirill Kaprizov is afraid to not use his body, but obviously we all know what Eriksson-Eck brings with that physical component especially down low which again Kirill does a fantastic job but just to give somebody else down there to screen and let Kirill get fancy with it not force him to be down there and again Ryan Hartman plays that role just fine there as well but I would absolutely love to see that I would love to see that more than the Marco Rossi move that everybody really wants I think Marco needs to get settled in it's we've seen the past couple seasons as he's trying he just can't find his way and I think that's too much pressure to put on him to say hey you're now this number one center I think put him in the third line, maybe move him into a second line situation once or twice, but I would love Jules Eric's neck to uh to get a solid good look as you'd mentioned, Jed.
2: just percentage chance that Marco Rossi does make this team just off the top of your head.
1: Eighty nine percent. Because I'm not willing to go further just because again, I I want to put my faith in this. I want to say yes, he was that true number nine overall. I have not seen enough even throughout the practices, even throughout camp that have me just wowed and absolutely floored. Kirill Kaprizov, when he came into camp that first year, oh my gosh, yes, this is everything. I don't get that from Marco. I just have Mm -hmm. not seen enough to say, yep, you're a guaranteed spot. Now, obviously the whole wild brass not only wants it to work, needs it to work so they don't get egg on their face, right? So they're going to give him every opportunity, which is why I put that percentage so high. But again, every other guy, wants to fight for that spot Sammy Walker as I mentioned earlier he's going to be coming and guns a blazing trying to earn his way onto that forward roster so it's not a given nothing is given as Bill Guerin has always told us but I think he will get a couple more chips in his basket if you will to make that so it's it's probably very likely very probable but it's not a guarantee
0: on the 11 percent chance that he does not at what point do we consider this a disaster like, like at some point in time, because we're always going to you hear, well, well, I mean, it took Eric Eck, you know, a few years to develop. We all thought, how could you pass on Brock Besser? And now Eck looks like a damn good player. Uh, okay, that's fine. But at some point in time, I think we're t- to the point of like, if he does not make this team and does not play a role, I'm not saying he has to be a star, but play an important role. Um, you got to start to say this might not work ever then, because. He's not that young now, I mean, as far as hockey players go. And the reality is he has moved the needle, other than in the preseason last year, such a small amount that I think the time for... I think if he doesn't make the team or plays a very small role, the time for allowing that this might work is going to have to probably be gone.
1: Yeah, I would get him out by November at the very latest. If he doesn't make... I think you let him quote unquote make it, showcase him for a game or two, and then look to move and trade him while he still has value. I've said this I think since going back to last year. Like, and they know it's no there's no hiding it. They will know in camp whether he is going to be the Jules Ericksonek component or if he's going to be maybe the George Greenway or Charlie Coyle kind of flame out
0: situation a little James bit. James Shepherd. Forget Jules. that. He's James Shepherd at oh God. this point. Oof, like Greenway uh, gave you something. This kid's giving yeah. you nothing. He's James Shepherd. He's gonna go to the Sharks for like a bag of pox. Yeah, Sorry. I mean he's he's <laughs> I used to love James Shepard too, by the
1: way. I just thought he was cute, I'll be honest with you. I just thought he <laughs> was darn good, darn good looking kid. kid. Uh but no, I think with Marco Ross, you can't bury him down in the HL. He's not I mean, get right. something for him, get anything for him, especially when you're a cat, get cash for him. Get get a little bit back, you know what I mean? Just a duffel bag full of money would be fine, but yeah, you'd have to make that move early on in the season before teams get wise to knowing, Hmm, why didn't this work? Is he really not the caliber player? We thought.
2: Jess, we get closer to the actual training camp and preseason. Um, Are there any other players that you are looking to watch or guys that'll kind of be the darling of camp years ago was Adam Beckman Uh, this year. There's some others that aren't just named Marco Rossi. Is there anyone on your radar? You're looking to kind of make a big, big push or a big showing at uh, this year's training camp.
1: I mean, Damian Giroux has always kind of been up there. He performs really, really well at camp. He usually is one of the last quote-unquote cuts. That is always kind of intriguing to me. Also, I'm just excited. I know we've penciled in, if not inked in Brock Faber, but I'm excited to see what he does at his first training camp. I mean, it's a big moment for him. I know that he is going to be an impact player, and again, he is likely going to make the team. I'd give his percentage like a 97%, but I'm just excited to see how he handles himself during training camp. He's done plenty of development camps. He did development camp this summer again, um, but just to see a little bit of that further hunger after he got that taste last year, I I think he's going to be good. As far as darlings, though, no. I don't think anybody else is really going to make the team, as far
0: as I'm aware. <laughs> that's what I was go- going to, to say. How how many jobs are like open? Like how many jobs? It seems like it's very few. You
1: yeah. think you got two? You got a forward position open for sure, and a defensive position
0: open for sure, and that's about it. Speaking of defensemen, what is up with Kalen? So at- Addison is still so he has still not been signed. Is that Correct. right? What Correct. what are we doing here?
1: I have no idea. and I'm not sure how that all works right because he's still around he's still working out with the team he's still doing this and I dropped the ball by not asking Bill about it yesterday now granted yesterday was all about prospects and I tried to keep it kind of in that lane but that's the first thing I'm going to ask him come Friday or Saturday or Sunday because I'm just very curious as to yeah what's going on how does that work because he has to be signed in order to come to camp to my understanding
0: and he can't leave like he's got he can't he can't sign elsewhere right so it's a very weird. De- well, I, I guess my problem too is, you know, I think we're all fairly convinced Dean doesn't trust him either. Mm-hmm. So there, there's like all, all of these components, and and I dismiss it except for one thing. As far as I know, he's your top power play guy.
1: Yeah, defenseman. He runs power play only, right? Like especially with Dumba out, he's the guy. I mean, Jared Spurgeon obviously can can do that as well to an extent, and they love Goligoski up there running point once in a while, but. Yeah, it just—it's a very odd situation. The way it just kept getting pushed off and pushed off. Like, I think Kalen will take league minimum, but do you put him on a two way? Can you put him on a two way? Like, what's what is all of that? Right? Like, it's just kind of—it's very, very bizarre. You know, Your dog's but pissed
0: off too. Your dog's mad. There's
1: probably you, an awesome Amazon package waiting for me when we're done with this. <laughs> that happened to
0: me yesterday. You know what? You you mentioned goose, and my head started to hurt. Alex is a great guy. I'm sure. I'm sure, right, Declan? Great guy. Great kid. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. But what, Judd, yeah. what? What? are we doing here? Yeah, the whole
2: thing is very strange to me. I mean, uh, with Kalen Addison, I mean, Jess says, you know, if if Rossi isn't making dividends or making his basically his money worth by mid October, November, that you trade him. I mean, is Kalen Addison going to be traded before even the season starts at this point? Like, are you just going to trade his rights? Are you going like? That's it just point. it hasn't worked at all, which is very bizarre. Garen knows him from Pittsburgh, and I would say in general, it just it hasn't been a fit here, and I'm not sure why.
1: But why wait? Like, that's the other kind of question. Like, yeah. why not have, I mean, are there, is there that few teams interested in anything? Like, it just, to have it get to this point and have no news or no update, I mean, every yeah. kind of time we spoke with Bill throughout the course of the offseason, it was like, yep, I've had co- talks with Kalen. Yep, we're going to, you know, it sounded like things were moving forward. It just, there's been no signature on the dotted line, which, from both ends seems very, very odd.
0: So uh to, to go back to Declan's question too, Jess, about training camp darlings. I've got I've got a hypothetical to run past you. And I just to be very clear, I don't think this guy's gonna make the team, but I do think that he could be a training camp preseason darling, and that's the goaltender. Um, and In in just the fact that he's gonna get a chance to make an impression here again. And we, we all know that he's almost certainly tracking to be this team's, if not one, uh, a really strong 1B in 2024-25. How important do you think this camp is for him? Um, because I'm not entirely convinced he should spend the entire 2023-24 season in Iowa. I think they'd like that. Uh, but I also think with the expectations put on him that this is going to be a really interesting opportunity to make a potentially a really, really good impression in this camp.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like the kid. Every time we've spoken with him, he's very honest at his own criticisms and everything. Like I just like, he's got a good head on his shoulders. The biggest thing for him coming over, it's just his second year on that North American sheet. He even acknowledged it yesterday when I asked him, I said, you know, how has that transition coming along? Especially given we all know he started out very slow last year because going from such a big sheet of ice to the NHL size ring is incredibly hard, especially for goaltenders and their peripherals and the way that they slide and move. He said, he, uh, back, he went over to back home to Sweden this summer. And so it was back on the big sheet, but he had Freddie Chabot come over there and help work with him and, and some of the wild coaching staff. So obviously they know that they want to get this kid as ready, but I don't know that you really see a lot of him. I think he won't even be a first recall for the wild. Should one of the two goaltenders in Mark Andre Fleury or Philip Gustafson go down because they're so adamant on making sure he is 120% ready to go next year he is the guy next year without question again maybe a game or two uh but it's still yeah I mean it's still going to be a big training camp for him I mean he still gets to kind of showcase he gets to learn a little bit from Marc-Andre Fleury uh and and Gus as well and, and just kind of take that next step but I think he is going to be the go-to guy in the American Hockey League for Iowa next year and and really show his gruff down there before we get to see a whole lot of him in St. Paul
2: uh, Jess, any other final notes from uh, from from the rink, from the golf course? Any other uh, any other things left in, yeah, the, and the, golf in the back cart. here on Judd's Hockey Show? The golf course going. is
1: great. I am selling up a storm. I've implemented new <laughs> trivia questions for my sports nice. fans. It's been so much fun. I do love it. Uh, that's because it hasn't gotten too cold on me yet. No, I mean, other than that, it should be a really fun weekend. The Tom Curvers. Uh, prospect showcase obviously honors a great man in Tom curvers who passed away from cancer too early. Uh, Fantastic logo. Go check it out at Tria. There are still random tickets floating around there. If you guys find the need to go, don't bet on finding Connor Bedard there, but maybe, maybe you'll catch a glimpse of him on the ice. Uh, We'll see. But ultimately I'm just excited boys for hockey to be back again. We got camp, Preseason and we're before talking we hockey know right it, now, which yeah.
0: is great. We're actually talking like about real, real hockey tangible in, instead, of, <laughs> instead of like lists.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's something. It's a uh, it's good content, as they say. We content is king and we finally have some
0: content a little bit. Awesome stuff, Jesse. Uh, again, check Jesse Pierce's stuff out. Bar Down Beauties and also NHL.com. She covers the wild, does a fantastic job there. Uh Declan, I think we're done here. Hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment.
2: we got Vikings event line, obviously, tonight as well. We're recording this on Thursday, so go check out that with the Vikings in Philadelphia, say a prayer, and pass, shoot, score.